you've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Hello, welcome to the show. Wow, what a week it has been. I didn't want to let this news item slip by without highlighting it, analyzing it, and sharing with you different perspectives. And recently, earlier in the week, uh, Project Veritas dropped what they called leaked documents from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And it's all about a term they call MVE, Militia Violent Extremism. And they list off different symbols and different ideology, different logos, different organizations that they're highlighting as potential MVEs or where potential MVE people might be lurking or participating. And so I wanted to take a look at this because it's alarming. At face value, this is alarming. I don't care where you're at on the political spectrum, whether you're left or right, at some point in your lifetime, if you've lived long enough, you've been opposed to the government, okay? The government is for and by the people, but at many points, it seems to act against the people, against our rights, against our will, well, a lot of people call this the fourth branch, the fourth unelected branch of the government, right? So we've got all these intel agencies doing things across the globe. Now they're creating influence within our country. And right now in this time, with President Joe Biden, who isn't really the president, he's more of the resident, and there are shadowy figures in this fourth unelected branch of the government that are really doing the maneuvers and pulling the strings. And I'm not saying this is new. It's more exaggerated right now, but these people behind the scenes are more highlighted now. And I, I believe, my theory is, with this egg, this, this old elderly gentleman who no longer has his cognitive facilities, they're actually propping him up as the fall guy. And in doing so... They almost feel um, released to institute, promote any policies that they, that they see fit, regardless of how it looks, because they've got that fall guy they can always turn to to, make, to, to shine the light off of the people promoting the policies, creating the policies, onto their figurehead, their egg, their fall guy at the top. So it's within this frame of where we just see these wild swings of people who are opposed, resistant to the government on both sides, going back and forth when the change of administrations happen. And now we're seeing this weaponization of the Department of Justice. And this, a lot of people have purported that this document shows evidence of them targeting just, uh, I would say, proud, patriotic American. So let's take a look at this. All right. So page one is FBI Domestic Terrorism Symbolism Guide, Militia Violent Extremism. These pages and content are considered unclassified and or law enforcement sensitive. 
the following symbols are used by anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists, specifically militia violent extremists. MVE symbols are often found on propaganda, online platforms, memes, merchandise, group logos, flags, tattoos, uniforms, etc. Widespread use of symbols and quotes from American history, especially the Revolutionary War, exists within MVE networks. Historic and contemporary military themes are common for MVE symbols. Now, it's very important, and I want to point out that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, this particular unit that created this document, they chose to highlight this, this, these, this next sentence in bold. Okay, so this is a very highlighted sentence, and I want to make that clear. The use or sharing of these symbols alone should not independently be considered evidence of MVE presence or affiliation or serve as an indicator of illegal activity. As many individuals use these symbols for their original, historic meaning or other nonviolent purposes. Okay, so right right away in the beginning they say, hey, we're going to show you some symbols that are used by anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremists. And then at the end, they say, well, you know, there's lots of people who use these symbols or are affiliated that aren't violent. So it's, I think it's very important that they highlighted that because I think that shows the nuance of the scripters of this document. And, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. So it is, it is troubling that they're highlighting some of these um, phrases and uh, people and associations and groups, but at the same time, in the beginning, they are pointing to the nuance within. So, you know, we're all adults here. Just know that these are some symbols. These are some organizations we have to keep our eye on. It doesn't mean anybody associated is a, a militia violent extremist. Okay. First one off the bat. Now, these are unclassified symbols. So these are the symbols to watch out for. Boogaloo <laughs> alludes to the film Break-In 2, Electric Boogaloo, used by some MVEs to refer to violent uprising or impending Second Civil War. Common imagery incorporates igloo and or Hawaiian shirt flowers. So I've actually seen in real time this organization, um, specifically in Michigan, and they put out a statement um, during, the, uh, during the Summer of Love um, when Black Lives Matter uh, riots and things. And Michigan's been this touch, this flashpoint. You know, think about the, um, the people that had the um, caper to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer and how many of those that were involved ended up being federal agents or um, uh, class, uh, what's, what's the term I'm looking for? Confidential informants, right? It ended up being only like two guys and they weren't even the ringleaders. So it's very important that we see that there's a natural instinct to be mistrustful of our government agencies that don't, don't forget that we are in control of as people. So therefore, we must, it's our duty to search, seek out truth, and hold our government accountable. 
So anyways, I'm familiar with this Boogaloo group because, I mean, it's just wildly fascinating. Um, in Michigan, I remember seeing a clip. I'm going to try to find a clip and share with you um, of this. They're like, uh, they're like LGBTQ forward patriots. So they, they dress in all kinds of, you know, they, they, they'll have the typical rainbow garb. They're very open about um, civil rights for all individuals. And so they wear Hawaiian T-shirts a lot and things like that. It's very fascinating, people. And I'm going to try to find some of the clips where uh, they're talking. In my heart, I feel like if I swear an oath to protect and serve you like I did my children, I told my children I'll protect them. That means that their life is now more important than mine. And I'll give my last breath to protect them. And that's not what our public servants are doing. I believe it's all a money game. They'll do whatever makes them money. And for you? Absolutely. I, I think it's more of a us, uh, us versus them kind of thing. I, I think that absolutely that the um, African-American race here has it more difficult according to police. Um, but obviously I think there is a divide going on that they're trying to divide us into sections and splinter us so we don't see the real enemy, which is a tyrannical government. Mm. And, and the police support tyrannical government at this stage right. in life. That, and that's why I'm here. I, 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 I agree with the Black Lives Matter movement, absolutely. Black lives absolutely matter. All lives absolutely matter. We all, I mean, it's really not about race for me personally. It's about me against and the people against a tyrannical government that wants to enslave us. There it is. All right, so there's the Boogaloo Boys, at least a couple members of the Boogaloo Boys, um, speaking in their own words. And this is another situation, we talk about this a lot on the Conservative Hippie Podcast, where all, all perspectives can be right. So you heard in their words right there, tyrannical government, the police are supporting the tyrannical government. So naturally, the police are going to want to highlight and keep track of these people in a tyrannical government. It's, it all makes sense from different perspectives. They, uh, they're doing nothing wrong. Uh, they were not, I didn't see any um, evidence of them being harassed. Uh, they are just exerting their civil rights um, in protest and to try to help others see what is going on within our completely corrupted bureaucratic system. All right, hold the press. I know that I painted kind of an innocent picture and I uh, promoted positive um, video evidence. There is another perspective. A deep-digging friend of mine named Baron of Arizona, you can find him on YouTube at just search Baron of Arizona, he pointed me towards this Department of Justice pleading where uh, Boogaloo Boys pled guilty to conspiracy to provide material support to Hamas. And I've got that article here, and it is linked in the show notes. So from this perspective, this would give direct evidence why an organization like this would be on the government watch list, or at least under uh, the uh, symbology warning signs uh, uh, memo that the counterintelligence division put out. But it, it even gets more complicated, because within this pleading, you find out that the two members that uh, pled guilty were a part of a subgroup of the Boogaloo Boys called the Buha Jadin. Okay, so clearly that's a play on Muha Jadin. 
And from what we've learned as we've discussed um, the setups regarding the Whitmer uh, kidnapping case in Michigan, um, other potential false flag events, I side IAF those Patriot, what, what's, the, what's the words I'm looking for? Patriot Front. You ever see those guys? There's lots of memes going around about the quote-unquote Patriot Front white supremacists and how they look a lot like uh, the feds from January 6th. Anyways, that's just a, a, a meme, something to keep your eyes on, because we clearly know sometimes these groups are propped up just to be the very... Um, dare I say, boogeyman that the government wants to keep us scared, to keep them doing their job, grinding the gears of bureaucratic corruption on down the train. So it's important we take all of this into consideration. And there is a pleading that the Department of Justice has put out. Uh, once again, if you're in a decentralized um, group, like a militia group or the Boogaloo Boys, well, decentralized has its problems. You might have members go in and co-opt the broader flag of the group, the membership, and commit nefarious crimes or have nefarious intent. So that is one of the uh, detriments of a decentralized structure. So there you go. I wanted to uh, put this into the podcast almost in post-production, and I want to thank all of the community members that help and participate with the Conservative Hippie Podcast. All right, the next one. This one, in the unclassified symbols, this one really spoke to me. Um, it is anarcho-capitalism, ANCAP. As you may or may not know, I've done a podcast on anarcho-capitalism because it fascinated me. I knew it was a term for libertarians, all right? And I consider myself to be a libertarian. And what I found out was amazing. It was uh, from a libertarian's perspective who knows a lot about anarcho-capitalism, my friend Tom Luongo. Uh, you can reference this uh, episode 52 of the Conservative Hippie Podcast. I will have a link to this in the show notes, show links section at theconservativehippie.com, this particular episode uh, show page. And it was more of an ideology uh, based upon non-aggression principle, property rights, um, what it is to have these rights as uh, humans. And naturally, one of the things about libertarianism is we do believe in limited government. Part of the problem of our system today is the politicized and corrupt mechanism, the machine, that continues to grow without being checked, without accountability. So anarcho-capitalism, according to this document, is an ideology held by some militia violent extremists advocating the state be eliminated or minimized and that public services be provided by private companies competing in a free market, represented by a black and yellow flag. So... I mean, that's just bizarre that this popped in, that this is, you know, people to look out for. Uh, it, it's, it's strange to me that in, a day, in this day and age where you can have political theory that you want to um, expose, espouse and institute within our democratic republic system, that somehow can put you on a list of symbols 
um, for violent extremism, especially when at the heart of anarcho-capitalism is the non-aggression principle. Okay, moving on. It, it gets a little more bizarre. The Punisher Skull. Several variations of skulls used by Three Percenters and Molon Lab, etc. Or Molon Lab. Apologize if I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. I'm sure you're very important people. Um, <laughs> the Punisher Skull. So literally now we're talking about cartoon and um, comic book uh, movie symbolism that has been adopted by... I would say um, the more aggressive uh, members of our society that exert their rights and that want to see justice return again, once again, uh, to our justice system. Because at this point, if you can't see that we have a two-tiered justice system, again, these are things that people have um, espoused about uh, for, for decades Um a two-tiered justice system, you know, uh, certain laws for thee and certain laws for me, certain punishment and prosecution for thee, certain punishment, prosecution for me. And people are tired of that. We've been talking about it for decades and decades, and it seems that the, the further history uh, moves into the future, these problems don't get corrected, they become exacerbated. So, the Punisher Skull. And again, for those of you that follow, um, that have followed Q or Q Theory or QAnon for the last several years, this is a popular um, meme within that culture as well. The nothing can stop what's coming culture. Um, the no deals culture. All right, speaking about culture, the next one up is warrior culture. Military themes, both historical and contemporary, Spartans Valhalla. So, Spartans Valhalla, and they're talking about warrior culture. So are they highlighting the ballsiest Americans among us? The, the ones that are willing to lay down their life for um, the oath to the Constitution? Is that, is that what warrior culture is? Military themes, both historical and contemporary, so educated within military um, history. Uh, it's, it gets a little bizarre, um, these unclassified symbols. 2A, MVEs justify their existence with the Second Amendment due to the mention of a well-regulated militia as well as the right to bear arms. Okay, so now this is where the people are right, where they're pointing out that this is clear weaponization of politicization of one biased perspective. So they're literally calling out the Second Amendment, and they're tying militia, violent extremism, saying they justify their existence with the Second Amendment. Well, the Second Amendment is there. It's in the Bill of Rights. So it's strange that people who are standing up for their Bill of Rights, for their rights within the Bill of Rights, to um, arm themselves and have weapons to defend themselves, are on this list. And again, I want you to look from a lens of, what if this were a Republican establishment that were putting out classifications and symbols in this way? How would people feel about that? Because again, Second Amendment is the rights of all Americans, okay? It doesn't matter if you're 
a leftist or a righty, okay? It's your right. And you should contemplate and think about why it's our right and where we might need to bear arms. For example, I'll give you one scenario right now. Uh, We are seeing a potential um, food shortage, energy shortage. It seems that um, this corrupt administration is taking America in its not not blockchain, uh, its supply chain um, over the cliff. And we're we we are very close to either hyperinflation or shortages. And we're seeing this all across the globe. These um, uniparty globalist um, agendas being set forth in the name of climate culture. Uh, oh, sorry, not climate culture. There is a there is a wokest climate culture, but climate change in the name of that. Um, they're instituting all these policies that are uh, affecting our supply chains and our food production. So again, if we come down to a situation where um, America becomes chaotic and dangerous, wouldn't those people who are so ardent for their Second Amendment's rights be justified to um, arm themselves in dangerous, chaotic situations? So it's just something to think about. Leftists, okay? I've known lots of leftists throughout the years, people I've liked, very ardent civil rights leftists. And that's what I've seen uh, lost in our current modern culture, is that um, respect for civil rights from the, um, from the left-hand side of the aisle. It was like all of the extreme leftists that were about abolition, they were about uh, civil rights to the extreme, have all just been decimated out of that party, replaced by these um, progressive types. It's just my opinion and my perspective. All right, molon leib. Greek phrase translates as come and take it or come and take them. So just more strong language about um, people standing up for their rights in the Bill of Rights. And also, go back to that 2A. This is framing. This is basically, you can have political theory without injecting it into the FBI. And I want you to think about that. So if you want to debate whether or not um, well-regulated militia and uh, muskets back then is different than AR-15s now, that can be a debate. What they're doing is they're already injecting their philosophy within that debate into um, the FBI, into the Department of Justice. So that's what people mean, like me, when they say it's been weaponized. Right, they're they're injecting that political philosophy that has not that has not uh, nobody's voted on it, nobody has um, uh, legislated it. Uh, the Second Amendment is a right, it's a God-given right, um, not not a right given to us by government, but a God-given right that we have. Um, next up, electrical resistance symbol, a way to identify as a resistor. Now this is where the document gets into buffoonery, and I want to and I want to talk about one of my theories about this particular document. Document, so electrical resistance symbol, a way to identify as a resistor. What is that? A resistor? Didn't we just go through four years where people were proud in public? Say it loud. Say it proud. They were the resistance 
where people actively were encouraged within government structures to resist, thwart, go against their own government, the, the Trump administration? I want to know, and I'm very curious about this because I'm going to keep an open mind. I want to know if there were documents like this, MB, FBI, you know, unclassified symbols, these warnings, these triggers to look out for, for people associated. I want to know if there was a document like this back in the Trump administration for groups, you know, that were quote unquote resisting. Because remember, we had um, we had the Summer of Love, Black Lives Matter riots all across the country. We had um, abortion activists taking over capitals. Right? Nobody was arrested. Nobody. Th- these things weren't thought of as being these major um, crimes, like they were, like they were from the perspective of the left when the right was committing it. So I just I just want to know, and I don't know if we can know that. But I want you to be open-minded if you're on the right and you're looking at this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is awful. They're setting us up. I can see your perspective. However, we don't know if this is just common. This is just some bureaucrats justifying their existence and their little nerds behind a desk and they're out there gathering these, these unclassified symbols. Oh, these guys might be trouble. These guys have warrior culture. I mean that's not like me. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die if, if there's if there's tyranny. I'm gonna go along with the Uniparty. I'm just gonna go along. We don't know who these people are in this FBI desk division that is putting out these symbols. Okay, I will state at this point that I have put a uh, official email in. I mean in these documents is the email of the organization. All right, FBI underscore CTAS at FBI.gov. Okay, so we've got the uh, division that created it. The document was produced by the Counterterrorism Analysis Section of the FBI Counterterrorism Division. So in some ways, somebody's job is to sit there and possibly put out these kinds of documents. We can't necessarily get hyperbolic and all pent up if that's what they're doing all the time, right? So they might be they might be putting out these warnings all the time. Now, what's missing here, which I, I know a lot of you are pointing out, is everything here seems to be from the lens of patriots are dangerous. And we've seen examples. Uh, on the second page, they go into uh, Timothy McVeigh and what he did uh, in the Oklahoma City bombing. Okay, so they've got their one big example to watch out for. But what we don't see is the organizations like uh, Black Lives Matter, the organization, I'm not talking about individuals who are protesting, but the, the, there was a Marxist organization behind that profited from Black Lives Matter. If you haven't seen that, if you can't see that, you need to investigate it more. But then also the big one for me here in the Pacific Northwest is Antifa. Antifa is not mentioned in this document, and I haven't seen the three percenters out there attacking government buildings and trying to burn them down. So it's, it, it seems wildly biased from that perspective. So I want to try to see all the different perspectives. What I'm saying is we might have a case of some woke, some woke FBI desk jockeys creating these 
creating these uh, documents. And it doesn't, as they stated in the beginning, let's repeat it, because it was in bold, the use or sharing of these symbols alone should not independently be considered evidence of MVE presence or affiliation or serve as an indicator of illegal activity, as many individuals use these symbols for their original historic meaning or other nonviolent purposes. So they're couching it from the very beginning. How the heck anarcho-capitalism gets on here is beyond me. How they start listing things like warrior culture and the Second Amendment, I think that's clearly pointing to a bias within the FBI at this particular division, okay? This, this FBI counterterrorism division, the, the counterterrorism analysis section of the FBI counterterrorism division. But isn't that what we've seen over the last few years is this weaponization of that particular division of the FBI? Isn't that where uh, Peter Strzok is? Next one, black flag. The black and white or all black American flag is used by some to indicate no quarter shall be given. I mean, it's just more patriotic. Um, I don't want to say bluffery. Um I don't want to say hyperbole, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with people um, letting you know that they have faith within their beliefs. And when you say, I want people to understand, when we talk about faith, we're talking about faith in your heart, faith where you would forego this temporary existence to stand up for your faith. And a lot of people believe that when it comes to the founding of our country, the republic as it's supposed to be, our constitution, our rights as Americans that make us special across the globe, that people are willing to die for those rights. Um, and it is, it is within their faith. So does that make them extreme because they have such high integrity for their beliefs? I believe this document thinks that, that that's the case. And that's, that's a, scary, it's a scary thought to begin with, um, where we vilify some of the, I don't know, true patriots, the people that love our country the most. And as we showed in that Boogaloo Boy um, clip, like these, these people that are, we got to watch out for because they're extreme— sitting there stating how much they love all Americans, black, white, left, right. They're standing up for the rights of all Americans. I think that's interesting. All right, on to the, on to the next part of this, uh, of this page one of this document. Unclassified for official use only, common referenced historical imagery or quotes. The Gadsden flag historical American symbol representing gun rights and limited government. Now, I got to be honest. When I saw this and I saw their definition, I'm going to look up this Gadsden flag. I, I've always associated the Gadsden flag with, um, with the Marines. Don't tread on me. I thought that that was a uh, Marine symbology. So let's, let's see what, uh, with, what our mainstream 
mainstream media, the Wikipedia, has to say. The Gadsden flag is a historical American flag with a yellow field depicting a timber rattlesnake, coiled and ready to strike. Beneath the rattlesnake are the words, don't tread on me. Some modern versions of the flag include an apostrophe. The flag is named after politician Christopher Gadsden, who designed it in 1775 during the American Revolution. It was used by the Continental Marines as an early motto flag, along with the Moultrie flag. Its design proclaims an assertive warning of vigilance and willingness to act in defense against coercion. This has led it to be associated with the ideas of individualism and liberty. It is often used in the United States as a symbol for right libertarianism, classical liberalism, and small government, for distrust or defiance against authorities and government, and occasionally co-opted for right-wing populism or far-right ideology. Okay, so again, I, I was right to have that in my head from growing up that it was associated with the Marines um, way back when, but they still, I believe, they still um, hold it to this day as a symbol that uh, uh, the individual Marines are proud of. So again, keep in mind, they're saying the Gadsden flag is common referenced historical imagery or quotes potentially by militia violent extremists. The Liberty Tree. The Liberty Tree was a famous elm tree in Boston near Boston Common. In 1765, colonists in Boston staged the first act of defiance against the British government at the tree. Okay. Revolutionary War Imagery. An example of a militiaman during the Revolutionary War. So they're keeping their eye on people that are pointing to history of where America broke away and established its republic, um, ending British rule, crown, British crown rule. The Betsy Ross flag, revolutionary war imagery hearkening back to the 15 colonies and calls for revolution. So again, they're, are they associating cultural American... Um, what's the word? Americana. This cultural American pride in how we birthed, founded our nation. They're now associating that with people that are fed up with the unending growth of bureaucracy, the unending growth of corruption that we see in our current government. Remember, we are the government. Those intel agencies that are so scary— those are funded and operated by us. That's the way it's supposed to be. And what we see is our politicians are continually being, they're continually representing global interests, whether it be through um, global corporations or global organizations, foundations, but they've lost the script when it comes to representing the people of their particular district, their state, their community. And I don't think that's extreme to say. I think that's common sense to look at and say. And I think that no matter what side of the aisle you're on, Democrat or Republican, you've said it at some point in the last decade or two. 
you can't stop saying that when your particular party, your particular favored party is in power. So let's move on to page two. I'm going to gloss over page two really quick um, because it's it gets into some things that are uncomfortable, just to be honest. Um, so let's go over it. Page two, FBI, Doc, Domestic Terrorism Symbolism Guide, Militia, Violent Extremism. This document demonstrates um, things that things that people might associate with in, in a historical concept, like why they're upset, why these people identify the way they do. And it lists just a few things. Um, it lists the three percenters, um, a U.S. ideology based on the myth that only 3% of Americans fought back against the British during the Revolutionary War. Uh, so it's interesting that they consider that to be a, uh, a myth. I have personal experience with 3%ers um, just this year. Uh, there was a, a gathering at the state capitol in Olympia, Washington. Um, it was a Republican gathering, and it was trying to bring in all different uh, factions of the Republican Party. And one of the speakers there was the head of 3%ers in our—I can't remember if it was state or just my region. But at the event were a lot of 3%ers. They even had a booth at the event, okay? And I want to be honest with you about my feeling, my sense. I felt so much safer with the 3%ers there. Very professional, very diligent. They weren't just some slobs wandering around with, uh, with, um, with rifles, okay? They were actively um, taking care of people and being vigilant to watch out for violent extremists. So I got to be honest, in my particular, when I've uh, been uh, present at an event with three percenters, I was impressed by them. And that's, and that's, and that's what I've got to say. I would absolutely feel very comfortable being around any three percenters um, the, in, in an organizational capacity in the future. Um, as a matter of fact, as I volunteer and I go through the ranks of the Republican Party right now, if I ever had an event where I thought it was large or we were in a, a particular—remember, on the, on the West Coast here on I-5, like we went through years of where they would just think that being a Republican, somebody should be punched in the face. And, you know, we've got these people that were calling us fascists, even though they were supporting the fascist, the modern form of fascism, this technocracy. So I would absolutely call upon three percenters and see if I could work with their organization to provide security at large events. Um, and, and so I don't really appreciate them being on the list, but from that government perspective, I understand. Does the government want the people protecting themselves? No. They want to spread that, um, that, that ideology that uh, Big Daddy government's here to protect you. All right. American Contingency. Mainstream militia, militia nationwide, mostly online activity, low history of violence. Okay, I've never heard of American contingency, but let's, let's, I'm going to repeat this. Mainstream militia nationwide, mostly online activity, low history of violence. Hey, genius, why are they on this document then? They literally just refuted why they should be on this particular document. Next up. 
Lightfoot Militia, self-described decentralized organization of local, county-based militia groups. Oh, so friends, families, and neighbors getting together to organize and uh, protect themselves, whether it be uh, disaster plans or, you know, in case we have a food shortage crisis or um, riots are breaking out. So I, I'm uncomfortable with this second page. The whole document is a bit uncomfortable, but I can see it from, um, you know, think about that. Somebody, how old are these people? What is their training? Are they just out of college? Is this the desk that they found themselves at? And, and we don't know their particular ideology. I think it's screaming, right? That's one thing we've seen throughout these last few years is it just seems like they've politicized all these particular government agencies, and nobody at any point stops to think from other perspectives to say, hey, maybe this isn't right. You know, maybe these libertarians just have a political philosophy that they're trying to espouse, and they're not actually extremists as they have been for decades and decades. When, when, what I'm trying to say is, when does the left put themselves in check? Because what I'm seeing is the people on the right want to fight for the rights of all people to participate and be loud and proud with their political beliefs, and the people on the left are trying to get everyone silenced that don't align with their philosophy. And that's dangerous. That's when you get um, corruption at its highest level. That's when you get tyranny, as the Boogaloo Boy was talking about. That's when you get fascism, as our technocracy merges with these global foundations. Think Epstein, think Clinton Foundation, think George Soros. Um, and as they merge with the Davos crowd, think World Economic Forum and the people that want to institute a great reset across the globe, getting rid of um, our republic, instituting this faux democracy that really is Euro-fascist communism. Okay, these documents right here are very scary in from that lens. Even if they couch it in the very beginning with their bold phrase of, well, it doesn't necessarily mean these people are. We're just pointing them out because we've got our eye on them. So then the significant events that uh, militia violent extremists may reference, they end with two of them. Ruby Ridge. August 21st, 1992, an 11-day armed siege at Weaver Residence, Naples, Idaho, and Waco. February 28th, 1993, armed siege at Branch Davidian Compound, Waco, Texas. I would encourage you, if you don't necessarily know the facts about Ruby Ridge, about Waco, I would encourage you to look up some, seek truth in those. If, if you're if you're on the fence and you're like, eh, you know, I like this Jay, he does try to have an open-minded perspective, but meh, you know, he seems a little extreme, and I, I just, you know, he seems like a right-winger. Go seek truth for yourself about Ruby Ridge and Waco. I don't want you to stop at Wikipedia. I don't want you to stop at USA Today articles. I want you to seek the truth in that, you know, and it, and it comes down to the people who died at Ruby Ridge and why they were there, and now it comes down to whether or not you think that people who lived in a commune-type situation would burn their own children alive. Do you think they would do that? What's also interesting 
when you're doing this, when you're truth-seeking, I'm giving you an assignment. I want you to look and see who is associated with Waco and possibly Ruby Ridge that are current administrators within this administration. Yes, I know it was a long time ago, but there are people directly related to these events who are now high-level officials within the Biden administration. There you go. There's a, there's a little research assignment for you. I'm going to try to turn this into a video. We'll see how it works out. That's all I wanted to go through today. Again, don't, don't, don't look for people to tell you. Look for yourself. The most important thing is to ask questions. And when you run into situations where questions aren't being answered, perhaps more questions should be asked. We love you, Jay! The dude is all right. It's all about community. Come join us. You can hit me up on Twitter and Telegram at jfrat. Join the Indecent Disclosure channel on Telegram if you want to join the Hangin' with Hippie sessions. And of course, as always, if you want to support this podcast and support your smoking lifestyle, go to SmokinJays.com and use coupon code HIPPIE, H-I-P-P-I-E, for 15% off at checkout.